What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, I am going to run down the top five dieting mistakes. I should say the top five dieting mistakes as I see it today, because I'm going to be honest, I've probably done an episode similar to this, or at least written an article or an email or a post about it. And it may be a little bit different now because the more I see things, the more I compile that information in my mind and then come up with conclusions. So as it stands today, I'm going to break down the top five dieting mistakes that I keep seeing over and over again. But here's the good news. The fix is very simple. Might not be easy, but it's very simple. Now, before I get into that, I have to let you know that it's very important that we keep growing this show. There's actually somebody that I really want to get on as a guest. And the target that I need to hit is very high in order to get this person on the show. We're, we're a little bit off right now. So we've got some work to do. This person requires, I believe, 50,000 downloads per episode, not per week, per episode. So we're quite a ways off of that. Right now, I don't know, we're about 20,000 downloads per week. And that's across every single episode on the show. So like if somebody comes on and listens to episode one, which I feel bad if you do listen to episode one, because I was terrible back then, I'm probably not very good now either, but at least I've made some progress. Anyway, if somebody comes on and they download, you know, episode one or 30 or 50 or whatever, that counts for the weekly total based off of whatever week they're listening in. So if we're at 20,000 per week and we need to get to 50,000 per episode, we've got some work to do. So maybe that'll be something that happens in the next year or so. However, it can't happen unless you help me out with sharing, spreading the word, leaving reviews. Uh, Obviously, you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. You can post to Instagram by taking a screenshot of the episode and then sharing it to your stories and tagging me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And then you can just take a uh, episode link, whichever episode you're listening to, grab the link, send it to whoever, or you can post it in whatever, you know, if you're in some other groups or send it to people that you think might enjoy the show. And that's it. It's all grassroots effort here. We're not doing any sort of like paid promo or any nonsense like that. It's just us. It's us against the world. So let's do this together. Anyway, before I get into the top five dieting mistakes, I've got a little housekeeping to go over. And I also wanted to answer a question that I got um, through email, which was a really good question. Uh, First and foremost, before I get to that question, the pop supplement line is officially available. So that's kind of cool. Uh, We are doing an entire neurotype-based supplement line, and it is not available publicly, but it's available if you are inside our inner circle, which means if you're on my email list, if you follow me on Instagram, or if you're in our Facebook community, you can get access to the supplements. Um, So if you want to join the Facebook group, it's just called um, Personality Diet and Neurotype Training. You can search that. You can join the email list at neurotypetraining.com slash email. And then you can follow me on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Any of those places you'll be able to find 
the supplements. Now, the, the reason why it's so cool is because there was a massive gap in the supplement space and I needed to fill that gap because I know definitively that results start in the brain. Any result that you want, I don't care what it is. I don't care what part of life it is. If it's relationships, if it's financial, if it's fitness, all of your results start in your brain. Now, if we're talking about fitness, most of the supplements on the market focus on physical changes, but that doesn't matter much. It doesn't move the needle. Like if you take a fat burning supplement, you're talking about like an extra 50 calories per day that you might be burning. Maybe if you take a, let's say, I don't know, like a a creatine, if you take post-workout with creatine, that's going to help. Creatine is very well researched. That's going to help saturate the muscles. It's going to help you with some strength. It's going to help you with some gains. But guess what? None of that shit matters if you can't show up and stay consistent. And that's the missing piece. Every supplement on the market focuses on your body first and completely ignores the fact that all decisions and all emotions and all feelings start in your brain. So when you are motivated or unmotivated, when you're feeling inspired or you're feeling lazy, when you're feeling amazing at the gym or you feel like shit, that is all due to the brain chemicals that you have present at that time. What brain chemicals are present at what levels, at what time, that is what you need to understand. That's how results are created. If you want to get the best out of each workout, you have to be in the right frame of mind, like literally chemically in the right frame of mind to get the most out of that session. And it's the same thing when you want to recover well, when you want to sleep well, when you want to manage stress, all of that has to do with what neurotransmitters, what brain chemicals are present at that time. If you've ever been laying in bed with racing thoughts, you can't fall asleep and then your recovery is fucked and then you skip the gym the next day, that is all because of your brain. Period. The end. There's nothing more to it. So why are there no supplements that focus on priming your brain so that your body can thrive? That was the question that I kept asking over and over again. And there was nothing out there that satisfied what I was looking for. So I had to create it. And it was not easy. It was, it has been a crazy process. It's been more work, more tedious work than I ever imagined possible. But um, here we are. And so I wanted to ensure that because my reputation's on the line, my brand is on the line, my business is on the line, my name is on the line, that I was truly delivering at the highest level. Um, and I think that we have over-delivered. So every single product is tailored to your unique brain chemistry. It's separated by neurotypes. So that way, when you wake up in the morning, if you have to go to work and you need to be focused for your job, we have that covered. If you need to perform at a high level at the gym, we've got that covered. If you need to wind down after the gym or get quality sleep, we've got that covered all based on your neurological makeup. That's the focal point to prime your brain so that your body can thrive. So um, there's no public link available right now. The only way to get it is to join our community. It will be available publicly for, for anyone at some point, but right now we're just taking taking care of our people. So join the Facebook group, 
join the email list, follow me on Instagram if you're interested. Um, the other cool thing about that is it actually is very synergistic with our supplement partner, Organifi. So Organifi fills the gap when it comes to getting in your micronutrients. So making sure that you're getting enough veggies, greens, micronutrients to support you know, overall health. I take their green juice every single morning. I didn't need to create a greens product as part of our supplements because they've got that covered. They've got the vegan protein covered. They've got the um, gold juice. They've got the immunity. They've got pure. So gut health, you know, immune system, they've got all of that covered. My expertise is priming your brain so that your body can thrive. Their expertise is making sure that quality is covered with micronutrients, greens, making sure that you know, we're incorporating certain adaptogens, making sure that your immune system is working well, that your gut health is on point. It is a beautiful synergistic blend. So 10 out of 10 recommend picking up some Organifi as well. Um, we hook you up with 20% off. You can go to Organifi.com slash popfam. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash popfam. That's P-O-P-F-A-M. And use code popfam at checkout for 20% off all of their products. Now, if you're asking yourself, what should you get? If you struggle getting in enough veggies every day, get their green juice, especially the travel packs. I'm going to be heading out to Arizona in a couple of weeks. I will be packing up the travel green juice packets. It's a lifesaver. I don't have to worry about getting in veggies in, in a travel situation where I'm going to be very busy. I also recommend their gold juice. I've talked about this a lot, but that gold chocolate drink is just absolute heaven at the end of, at the, end of the day. When it's time to wind down, when it's time to shift your mindset into rest and digest mode, that little hot chocolatey goodness, um, here's what I do. I take a coffee mug. I pour in about a cup of almond milk. I use, I use unsweetened vanilla. It's like 30 calories or whatever. And then I microwave it for a minute 30, minute 45. And then I mix in the gold chocolate with my little frother. And then... If I have some fats left, I'll put in a little half and half. If I don't have much fat left, I will just do a little kind of uh, like, like an almond milk Cool Whip type of thing. Um, I don't even know what it's called. I think it's just called almond milk Cool Whip, but I'll just kind of spray a little bit on top there just to add that little nice touch. Um, Mel and I have this every single night. We both look forward to it. It's delicious. So go get yourself some gold juice. Get yourself some green juice. If you need uh, help with your gut health pickup pure if you need. Um, you know, they've, they've got everything covered from gut health to immune system. Just take a look at their, their stuff on their page, organifi.com slash popfam. All right. Now let me answer this question. So I got an email from somebody who is actually a current client and um, he's working with one of our coaches, Jeff, and he's doing really well. Uh, was, was thrilled with his progress so far. And is loving the process, had nothing but, but positive things to say. And then he was like, you know, I really enjoy listening to your show. He's like, one thing that I've never really heard you talk about is how you personally handle really difficult days. He was like, I would love to hear your feedback and what you do on those days where things are just really tough. And the reason why I wanted to answer that now 
first of all, I don't think that what I do is is relevant because we all have our different ways of coping and our different ways of handling things. But I think that it is relevant in this context. Currently, I'm finishing up a cut and it has been a successful cut so far. I've got less than two weeks to go and I'm very, very close to where I want to be. And it's been a challenge at times with travel. It's been a challenge with incorporating things like date night. It's been a challenge with getting sick. It's been a challenge with having sick kids in the house. Um, So Mel and I are both in the same position where she's cutting, I'm cutting. And here's the reality. I will be the first to admit this. When I am dieting, I am fucking cranky. That is the first. So we talk a lot about biofeedback. The first indicator for me personally that I am dieting is I am very moody. I'm easily irritable. I get cranky very quickly. That's like the first biofeedback sign that changes for me. Way before hunger, way before cravings, way before low energy, it's crankiness. That's my own personal, like my body's like, hey, this sucks. And then I start to experience fatigue and then I start to experience hunger. All of that shit has happened through various travel events, um, sickness, like I said, and just dealing with, with life. So there have absolutely been days that I've been questioning everything. Like, why am I doing this? What is it for? Is it worth it? I don't want to go to the gym, right? So right now my schedule, because I'm at the end of my cut. So this is where we basically played all of our hands. Like we've played every card that we've got. I'm doing extra cardio. I'm strength training five days a week. My calories have gotten lower. This is it. Like we're in the final push and this is when it really sucks. And yesterday was a perfect example of a day that I just did not want to stay on my plan. I didn't feel well. I was tired. I was cranky. And I was like, I just want to eat everything. Screw this. I don't need to lose another couple pounds or whatever it is. I'm close enough. And I started negotiating with myself. Now, what I do on difficult days is the bare minimum. But here's the thing. I know what the bare minimum is. And I think that that's where people get confused. There's this concept of having anchors and pillars that you know that you can get done no matter what happens in your life. And I take that shit seriously. I know that I can move my body in some way, shape, or form every single day. I don't care if it's a 10-minute walk. I don't care if it's a 10-minute workout. Whatever it is, I can consistently, I can commit to moving my body every day. That's one of my anchors. I also know that I can eat quality food and protein every single day. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever overindulge or eat shitty food. Of course, I'm going to do that. But it will also include quality food choices and protein. I can commit to that every single day of my life. And then the last thing has nothing to do with fitness or nutrition. I just know that for me, it makes me feel better to write every single day. So those are my three things. You can call them anchors. You can call them pillars. You can call them bumpers, whatever you want to call them, guardrails. Those are the three things that I know on the shittiest of days, I'm still checking those boxes, which means I win. And if I don't check all three of those boxes, it's okay because 
I've gone through enough of life to realize that 99.99% of the time, I'm going to get those three things done. So it doesn't phase me when one of them doesn't happen. Now, I don't know if you listened to the episode I did with Christy, Christy Campbell, um, the last episode, the latest episode I did with her because she's been on quite a bit. She talked about moving bricks up a hill. And oftentimes we take the mindset of we have to carry all of the bricks up the hill at once. And that's an easy recipe to get burnt out, to get frustrated, to get discouraged. On the shitty days, it's okay to say, you know what? Today's a one brick day. I'm just going to carry one brick up this hill and that's it. And it's the same concept. It's the bare minimum. It's the anchors that you can realistically commit to every single day of your life. So that's what I do. And it also helps for me to remember that this is a choice. So I will actively say that out loud. And I will say, like, when I'm complaining to Mel, she gets, she gets the brunt of it. <laughs> she's an absolute, um, she's a saint for putting up with what she puts up with. Anyway, I will literally say to her after ranting and bitching and complaining, I will say, okay, now that that's off my chest, I also have to remember that this is my choice. Nobody is forcing me to do this. I am choosing to do this. And she'll be like, that's right. You are choosing to do this. And that's it. She doesn't have to say anything inspiring or uplifting. It's just, this is my choice. Nobody's making me do this. I signed up for for this because this is what I want. So here we are. It's a shitty day. Let's get the minimum done and let's move on. And that's it. That's how I handle those shitty days. So hopefully that helps. All right. Now we can get into the top five dieting mistakes as it stands today. This may get updated at some point down the road. You may hear me in a few months being like, here are the top five dieting mistakes. And it could be a totally different list. I am open to evolving and changing my stance. But right now, this is what I'm seeing more often than anything else. Number one, dieting mistake. And this is in no particular order. So don't think like this is the most common to the least common. This is just me spitting these out as whatever order. Um, Number one is always trying to beat your best. Very similar to just the question that I just answered, where it's like, not every day is uh, taking all the bricks. So like the equivalent with the brick analogy would be like, okay, today I carry three bricks up the hill. Tomorrow I have to carry four bricks. Then the next day, five, then the next day, six. And you're just trying to like PR every single day. And the problem with that is you are setting a standard that is impossible to uphold. You are basically trying to be perfect because the more that you keep trying to PR and get better and better and better, right? The more that you are setting an unrealistic standard. Ultimately, you're saying, I need to be perfect. Interestingly enough, if you were to try to figure out, like, how long can I actually run at full pace before I can't run anymore? Like, what's the distance that I could cover? running at full speed. The only way to do that is to literally run at full speed until you collapse. Not until you decide to stop. That's your brain shutting you down. But it's literally running as fast as you can until you collapse. But the important thing to remember is you figured it out, but you fucking collapsed. Okay. That's what we're trying to do when we keep trying to be more perfect with our nutrition. It's going to the point of collapsing. And in in this case, collapsing means burning out, all or nothing, binging, overindulging, 
right? Like I lived that for way too long. I would always try to be more, if I went off the rails, my solution was I need to be better. I need to be even more perfect than I was before. It's, it's amazing how we avoid the middle ground and we lose sight of the fact that sometimes close enough is damn good. Or, hey, today was a really good day because I did the bare minimum. I didn't blow myself up. If you just think logically, like you wouldn't go into the gym trying to PR every single day. So why are you going into your nutrition trying to PR every day? If I have an individual and they're perfect five days a week, and then two days a week, they eat like shit. It's way more, it's, it's so much easier to fix the two days that are shit than to try and be more perfect than the perfect days, right? Logically, we know that. So stop trying to beat your best. And what if we just tried to improve our worst? And sometimes improving your worst means you're not trying to set the standard of perfect on your best days. So it's like, I wish I could draw something so that you guys could see, but it's like we have this channel and the channel goes from really high highs to really low lows. And we're not trying to get that high even higher every day. We're just trying to close the gap between the peaks and valleys. I guess that's the best way to explain it. Like, Let's tighten up that channel a little bit so that the highs and lows aren't so far apart. There's still going to be highs. There's still going to be lows, but let's tighten up that channel. Let's beat our worst days and stop trying to beat our best days. <sighs> okay. Number two, um, dieting mistake number two is ignoring the low-hanging fruit. Now, this can be so many different things, but I decided to group it all together because typically there's like an obvious thing. Now, we're, we do this series called Fix My Diet. So I have to take a sip of Coke Zero. Um, I drink a Coke Zero every single day, if you didn't know that. Uh, for those of you who don't like artificial sweeteners, I apologize if I offend you, but um, I enjoy them. So I'm going to keep doing me. Anyway, we do this, this series called Fix My Diet, where we bring one person on who we have no history. like We don't know their background. We don't know their story. Every single week, we bring a new person on live in our Facebook group, and we fix their diet. We go over all the things that they've been doing, what their goals are, their diet history. We get a sense of what's been, you know, what have they tried, what's working, what's not working, all this stuff. And then we give them an action plan. It's very popular. People love it. Um, and then we also give out a free assessment. So anybody who wasn't selected can take a free assessment where we essentially do the same thing, except we just do it in a one-on-one -on -one setting. So like you fill out the assessment, you get a, an assessment call and we just break it down for you over the phone. Um, legit, like, hey, here's what we're seeing on your assessment. Here's what we were, would recommend. Does that make sense? Yes, great. Let us know how it goes. Um, so that's the basic gist. Now, in looking at a lot of these assessments every single week, there's always something that stands out, like jumps off the page that is the low-hanging fruit. Oftentimes, it's not enough protein. Oftentimes, it's a lack of food quality. Oftentimes, it's not walking enough. Oftentimes, there's something in this person's life that's kind of their sticking point 
Like I travel for work all the time and I don't know how to accommodate my work schedule, my travel schedule. I don't know how to eat well on the road, things like that. The low hanging fruit is the thing that will move the needle the most with the least amount of intervention. Like if I can just get that person to eat more protein or to improve their food quality or to walk more or to eat well while traveling, and those are all separate situations, that person will see tremendous progress without much of a change. Like we're just making one simple modification that moves the needle a lot. So that's what I mean by low-hanging fruit. Like if you're walking 3,000 steps per day, it doesn't take that much to get you up to 5,000 over time. But that adjustment will move the needle versus being like, well, should I eat, you know, should I change my macros? Should I go high fat, low carb? Like all that stuff can be figured out down the road. The low hanging fruit is the thing that moves the needle right now with the least amount of effort. So it's, it seems obvious, but sometimes the obvious answers are too obvious. And we're like, no, that can't be it. But usually when we think that it's actually that thing. So I would say that the the best way to address that is to, well, you can always do the free assessment or just look at your own, like assess yourself. Where do you feel like you're struggling the most? I can almost guarantee that every single person listening, you, you know, deep down, or it might be really obvious what your sticking point is. It might be that you're trying to be too perfect. It might be lack of protein. It might be the weekends. Like that's, you know, like let's just teach you a weekend strategy and you're good to go. Might be travel. Anyway, that's number two. Number three is having a long-term goal with short-term actions. Like if I were to ask every single person listening, everyone would say they want the same thing that you don't want results only to lose them. You want forever results, right? Like I want my, my body composition to, to improve. I want to be healthy. I want to live longer for the people that I love. I want more confidence. I want my clothes to fit better. I'd like to be stronger, maybe perform better. But like, you don't want those things in a moment. You want those things forever. You know, like the basic shit that makes life more enjoyable. You want to live more vibrantly. You want more confidence. You don't want to stress about this shit. You don't want want to be frustrated anymore. But you want those things forever. So if your core desire, core desires, exist on a time horizon of infinity, but your actions and your thoughts are instant gratification, that's what we call cognitive dissonance. That's what we call incongruence. You can't sprint your way to a marathon win. You have to pace. You can't sprint your way to a marathon win. And you certainly can't win a race that you don't even want to be in in the first place. Because if your goal is long-term, if it's forever, and you've signed up for a short-term Solution that includes restricting yourself, depriving yourself, eliminating foods that you enjoy. Well, now you're running a race you don't even want to be in because you just said you want this forever, but yet your actions are all about instant gratification. You're literally running a race that you don't want to be in. So, 
how do you solve that? You run your own race. Like think about wanting something for the long haul and then getting upset when the scale's up tomorrow. Like think about what that says. That's total incongruence. That's total disconnect. That's total cognitive dissonance. I want this forever. But this morning, the scale was up, so fuck it all. That is a total disconnect. Like you have to realign with what you truly want. Trying to be perfect, trying to get everything fixed right now. Those are short term actions. And even with all of that, like, can we just agree that there's no such thing as doing everything right because right is so subjective? You're, it's when you're like, I need to do all these things right. It's your mind telling you that you're not good enough. But like, what does good enough mean? Again, you're, you're setting a standard that's basically impossible. So why don't you just figure out a way to enjoy the process, to align your lifestyle with the goals that you're trying to achieve forever, behavior modification over the long haul, and buckle up and start acting like you truly want this forever. It's amazing what happens when you take that approach. I just posted a testimonial on my stories. Um, I don't know when this episode will be out. So at this point, it's probably irrelevant to even say that, but you can find it in the Facebook group too. It was actually Danny that posted it in the Facebook group and then I shared it to my stories. But Danny had a client who had been struggling her whole life had been through all of the restrictive programs to the point where she couldn't even get herself to step on a scale and she couldn't get herself to put food on a food scale because she had been through the ringer with constant monitoring, being told that she's overeating, being told that she's not consistent enough, being told that she doesn't have enough willpower. Like she was defeated when she came to us. And Danny took her through a full year of coaching. Her physical transformation is unreal. So everybody looks at the pictures and everybody's commenting on how amazing her transformation is. What, a, what an incredible body transformation. And it is. But here's the part that nobody saw. She did not step on a scale. Not once. Did not weigh herself once. She did not put food on a food scale. Not once. She totally reversed her thyroid issues, which had been a constant struggle that nobody cared to address. Danny happens to be very, um, she happens to, to know firsthand what that's like because she goes through that, um, has gone through that herself and is, is kind of still in the process of healing. So she knows firsthand what it's like to be told that, you know, there's nothing really wrong with you, or let's just throw some medication at the problem and not actually get to the root cause. Well, she got to the root cause and they worked through it together. What you also don't see is that she feels totally confident in doing this on her own for the rest of her life. So she has graduated coaching because she has the life that she wants. She finally aligned her actions with playing the long game. It was a year. It was a year of figuring out the way that she can still live life and achieve her goals in the way that she wanted to without weighing, without tracking. Like some people like to step on the scale every day. That's great. 
If that's your race, if you're running your race, amazing. Some people like to track food every day. Amazing. If that's your race, keep doing it. But that's not everybody. The point is we have to understand what, what your game is and we have to play your game to align your lifestyle with the goals that you want. Notice it's all dependent on you. Don't jump into somebody else's way of doing things just because you heard that that's what you had to do. Do you have to make sacrifices? Of course. Change in and of itself requires sacrifice. But if it's worth it, you'll take the time to figure out how to get everything that you want out of the process. Dieting mistake number four, always eating less. My favorite one. And and this is another example, like, like Danny's client who... Every single thing that she had tried, it was eat less, move more, eat less, move more, cut carbs, eliminate carbs, eat less sugar, eat less calories, all of it. That shit does not work long-term. You've probably been told it before. You've probably been told by your doctor, maybe by your last coach. There's probably been plenty of people that have said to you, you have to just eat less and move more. As a short-term intervention, fine, like very short term. But when you play that game, you run out of real estate very quickly because this is the equivalent of running a race with like, it's the equivalent of putting a destination in a GPS and only having one path. Like you have no options. You are literally giving yourself zero options. And when you put all your eggs in one basket, that, that can be a slippery slope. Here's what happens. If you eat less and move more, your body adapts and your body adapts quickly. And eventually you get to a point where you're eating so little and you're moving so much that you have nowhere else to go. And when you get stuck, you're very frustrated. I'm not even talking about like there can be actual physiological adaptations that occur by doing this. You could end up with hormonal dysfunction. You can end up with the suppressed immune system. You can end up with suppressed um, sex hormones. You can end up with a jacked up thyroid. Uh, that's what happened to me. I messed up my thyroid because of chronic dieting. There's a lot of things that can happen as a result, less muscle, slower metabolism, but I'm not even talking about all of that. I'm just talking about the fact that you have nowhere to go. When you get stuck and you're eating less and moving more, you have nowhere to go. So you have to go the other way. And when you reverse, like you put the car in reverse then you feel like you're backtracking. Then you feel like a failure because now you might be gaining weight. And now all of a sudden you're frustrated and you say, screw it. I don't even know why I'm doing this. And then you gain weight back and then you start over again and you go right back to the eat less, move more card that already failed you a hundred times. Right? It takes a while to learn that lesson. It's, uh, it's not fun. It's not fun to go through that, but sometimes you have to learn the hard way. What I would recommend is to be very intentional about when you play that card or if you play that card. Like, spend lots of time prioritizing maintenance, a healthy metabolism, building muscle, building strength, being healthy, like overall habits, behavior modification. Spend a lot of time on those things. 
and then take intentional action to lose some body fat. And, and please don't play your best hand. Like I'll give you the best analogy I can think of. Okay. So you want to lose some body fat, right? And let's consider this like we're playing war. If you guys remember the card game war, it was a great mindless game. Um, that was, it's very simple, right? You throw a card, your opponent throws a card and the high card wins. And then if you threw the same card, it was war. You put three cards face down, you put one face up and the high card wins, right? And it was whoever can collect the, the rest of the deck or the whole deck wins war and aces were the highest, right? So it was always like the best feeling when somebody dropped a king and you dropped an ace and you got to take their king, right? That was like a big moment in war. So you want to lose some body fat. It's like playing war, okay? And you start out your cut and your opponent throws down a three and you're like, boom, ace of spades, bitch. I'm taking that three. That is the worst thing ever. Like play a four, a four taking a three is so much better than trying to throw your best hand right out of the gate. Now, obviously I know in war, you, you don't get to choose what card, but like work with me here. It's an, act, it's an actually, um, it's actually a great analogy, but it's like intentionally throwing an ACE over a two or a three, just because you have it. It doesn't make sense. If you're going to take intentional action and cut calories a little bit, don't play your best hand right out of the gate. Stop going back to the 1200 calories. Stop putting in all this cardio. Stop trying to push the gas pedal on full throttle. Play a four, win that, that round, but keep your ace in your back pocket. Like I said, I'm at the end of my cut. This is when we're playing the ace. We've saved the ace all the way until the very end. Now we've got plenty in the tank. We've still got cards to play. So now we can play the ace, win the last hand. We're good to go. Hopefully that makes sense. Spend more time supporting your metabolism and this shit will be much easier. And then the last thing, dieting mistake number five is always chasing more, quote unquote, more. What is more? What is enough? Right? If you, if you look at successful people, if you study successful people in every area, every industry, every facet of life, they don't do more things. They all do fewer things. They just happen to do those few things really, really well for a really, really long time. That's it. The thought process of somebody who is unsuccessful is what more can I do? I got to do more. I got to feel productive. So I have to just do more. Like, let's just add more to my plate. I need more, more results, more tasks, more things, whatever it is. The thought process of a successful person is what are the two to three things that need to go right for me to win my day? That's it. Like Warren Buffett wins and investing. His time preference is different. He's like, cool, you can win this round. Like you can win the year. I'm going to win the decade. Like I'm not in a rush. I'm going to push less buttons. I'm going to do fewer things. I'm going to make fewer moves. I'm just going to position myself really well for a really long time because I know that everybody else will blow themselves up and here I'll, I'll be just doing less things. Everybody who is successful does that in every area. They don't focus on more. They know what they're after. They know what needs to be done. They don't do more for the sake of more. This was like me when I was 
in my chronic dieting days thinking I need to get below 200 and then I need more. So let me get below 190. I need more. So let me get to 180. I need more. So let me get to 170. I need more. So let me get to 160. Played that game and it landed me back over 200 pounds. Let's start this shit all over again just because I was chasing more. Now, if I actually knew what was enough, if I knew what I wanted, then that wouldn't have been an issue. I could have done less things. I didn't have to do extra cardio when I was doing that. Like two days a week, I was doing two workouts. I mean, two workouts per day because I thought I needed to do more. Ah, let's go to two a days. Let's do more cardio. Let's do bike sprints. More, more, more. Landed me back at square one. So if you think about how your body works, how success works, the more things that you need to go right in order to be successful, the lower your chances of success. It's, mul- it's multiplicative. So if like I add a thing that needs to go right, I'm multiplying that effect. Like my odds just went down. If you think of like 70%, right? I have a 70% chance of this thing going right, but I'm going to add it to the mix. Well, now I have to times that by 0.7, which takes the equation down. Like my odds just went down. That's how, that's how math works. If I need to turn on my laptop, in order for that to be successful, I need to make sure that my laptop is charged, like it has battery. I need to make sure that the power button works. I need to make sure that, like, these are all the things that have to go right. Now, if I added something else to that, to that mix, regardless of what that other thing is, it doesn't matter if that other thing has a 99% success rate it still lowered the odds of my laptop turning on. So if you're trying to lose body fat and you're like, okay, I need to eat perfectly. I need to train five days a week. I need to cardio six days a week. And now I'm going to add some other things, another fourth thing, a fifth thing. You've effectively lowered your odds of being successful. Hopefully that makes sense. doesn't matter the odds of that one thing. Because what happens is you add more and then something goes off. Like you can't be perfect. It's impossible. Perfection doesn't exist. So one thing doesn't go right and it throws everything off, right? Consider your history. When you got one flat tire, like you had one day that sucked, you probably slashed your other three tires and just said, fuck it all. Ask anybody who started a New Year's resolution this year and hasn't continued with it. Every single person who started a New Year's resolution, we're in, we're in March, we're at the end of March. So pretty much everybody has, is already off their New Year's resolutions because typically they end by February. So every single person tried to do all of these things all at once. And there was probably one moment that they can look back on where they didn't get something done and they felt like everything was over. It was probably a checklist of like five different things that they tried to do all at once. And one of those things didn't go right. So they blew it all up and they said, fuck it. That's it. That's how it works. It's called being human. So we have to be aware of these things and we have to adjust accordingly. So what's the solution? Identify your bare minimums. Just how we started this conversation. It all comes full circle. Identify the two to three things that need to go right each day for you to win your day and get brutally consistent with those things for a long ass time, forever. 
expand your time horizon, get ruthlessly consistent on those two or three things, and you will watch your world change. Hopefully that makes sense. If it does, let me know. I would love to hear some feedback. If this resonated with you, please share, spread the word. I appreciate you for listening, and I will talk to you very soon. Mm -hmm.